G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. G'day Matt, yeah great to be with you. Yeah, I was born in 1960 in Adelaide, South Australia, and uh, I came to Christ in 1979. And uh, I came out of the drug background. I was pretty heavily involved in drugs as a teenager. Came from a pretty broken family life. And uh, so I was living in a a drug house, and uh, everyone was on drugs. These Christians came around to tell us about Jesus. And... uh, so there was this guy in our house and he had a drug overdose and he, like it was a major drug overdose. And he, um, he had, had a seizure in the kitchen, overturned the tables and chairs. And we went in there and he was violently convulsing. And then basically he died. There was no vital signs. Someone said, get an ambulance. I was this young skinny kid with a fast, I could run fast. And so I ran down to the phone booth, ran, ran back after calling the ambulance. When I got back to the house, he was alive. The Christians had raised him from the dead. Wow. Most remarkable story. Absolutely remarkable story. And everybody was walking around crying or, you know, just blown away by what had just happened. And this kid, and then the paramedics knock on the door. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, I'm the guy who called you. This is not a fake call. You come in here, these, law, these guys will tell you what happened. This guy had no vital signs. He was blue. And uh, he was dead. And so anyway, they took him away, brought him back a couple of hours later. He was completely fine and totally restored. And we, I got baptized the next weekend wow. uh, in this church. And uh, that was um, beginning of late 1979. And so I just went full on for Jesus as a result of that, as you, as you would. I mean, it's a, it's a great way to come to Christ. Probably no more effective way to come to Christ than through <laughs> signs, wonders, and miracles. <laughs> Pretty incredible story. Well, it's a great story. And, you know, around about the same time, there was this thing happening called the Jesus Revolution, uh, where all these hippies were coming to Christ around the world. And, you know, there's a movie out about it as well. Um, yeah. you, you had your own kind of version of a Jesus Revolution, um, a, a church called True Vine. Tell us all about it. Well, I'll go back one step. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Dylan fan. And we can talk about that a little bit later in the interview. But um, I had just listened to Dylan's album, Slow Train Coming, which came out in late 79. And I'd already listened to, you know, lots of Dylan stuff and I really enjoyed his music. And he came out with the most full-on Christian album, Gotta Serve Somebody. It may be the devil, it may be the Lord, but you've got to serve somebody. That had a massive impact as well upon me. And it all happened at the same time. Okay, so fast-forwarding right through um, to my conversion and... And then I, I left Adelaide to get away from the drug scene and uh, I bumped into this church on the north coast of New South Wales and uh, was involved in this incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit that happened there in uh, 1980, 81, 82, into 83. Hundreds and hundreds of people saved. Quite an extraordinary story. The church was called True Vine Christian Community. Literally hundreds upon hundreds of people came to Christ and it was a mini sort of Australian Jesus revolution. I saw the movie recently thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, cried all the way through it. And there was an interesting uh, parallel because there's actually a drug overdose in that movie as well. Mm. And uh, so, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was um, 
early 80s and I was swept up in you know, lots of evangelism and ministry and, and uh, doing outreaches into big New Age festivals and seeing dozens and dozens of people coming to Christ, extraordinary times and uh, really quite a significant um, move of God that happened in the uh, very early 80s. So yeah, that's part of my, my history now as well. Now, when I first heard about you, it was from my mum, uh, Wendy Boniface. Uh, she was going to these combined prayer meetings at this church called New Earth Tribe. Uh, it's now called Tribe Byron Bay. Uh, but yep. uh, she used to tell me, oh, Matt, you've got you to interview this guy, Phil Mason. Oh, you've got to hear you know." And I remember she gave me some CDs. Do you remember what CDs are, those little round? You know, and, I, I remember what cassettes are too. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to listen to your preaching CDs about... Uh, how to reach people in the new age and that kind of thing. And I was just fascinated about how you have been going into new age festivals like Mind, Body, Spirit festivals, and you have a stall and you do lectures and people come to Christ. Tell us how it all works. Well, we've been doing that for, for since about 2006, going into these big new age festivals in, in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide. And we set up a booth in there and we have people coming in and we have free healing, free uh, spiritual blessing, dream interpretation, uh, uh, supernatural encounters. Uh, and so we've got you know, what we do up on the, on the uh, booth. You know, it's all free. So we get a lot of people coming in. And we literally see hundreds of healings happening every time we go into these festivals. Um, it's extraordinary. Like I tell my team, hey, you will see the supernatural. You will see miracles. And it's like you step into this realm where the impossible becomes possible. And we just see miracle after miracle of healing. And these are, are genuine miracles. We only count the ones that, that we actually see take place. And we, over the course of the years, we've seen, you know, in excess of 15,000 healings. And um, like I said, we only count the ones that actually happen right in front of us. And I also run a uh, seminar in these um, festivals um, called um, Quantum Physics and the Supernatural Realm. And so a lot of people come to the seminars and I say, now stick around because I'm going to do a demonstration at the end. And so we'll do the seminar because I've um, wrote a book called Quantum Glory, which we can talk about later in the interview. But uh, we, I, I delve into the whole area of quantum physics, which is absolutely fascinating. And uh, the subtitle of my book, by the way, is uh, the, the Science of Heaven Invading Earth. And uh, so I've done a lot of study in that area. <clears throat> and uh, so I'll do the seminar and then we'll go after healing. And we've had some, some of these seminars where every person in the room gets healed. I mean, it's incredible. Jesus shows up and does extraordinary things, loves to demonstrate his power in the public forum. And uh, public miracles are incredible because they are riveting and they get people's attention and it has a huge impact in people's lives. And we've, you know, we've we've led, you know, a couple of hundred people to the Lord over the years. When you, you know, look at the whole ministry going over a period of about since 2006, we started going into these festivals. Um, it all came to a grinding halt with COVID, of course. But we saw so many people come to Jesus over the course of, you know, over many years. We were running that ministry. We're just picking it up again now. But it's pretty exciting stuff, and uh, it's right at the coalface where Jesus shows up and reveals his glory in the public forum. So that's been a pretty exciting part of my journey as well. And I'm just wondering, you know, I know they do a lot of 
palm readings at those places. Do you do psalm readings instead? Is that what you do? Or? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do psalm readings. We <laughs> we we basically put the accent on uh, the prophetic yep. and healing. Yep. And wow. really just trust that the Lord's going to show up in some way with uh, words of knowledge mm. or <clears throat> some kind of prophetic insight that uh, God gives us, and 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 definitely healing. Mm. is the the most exciting thing and, and we see people coming in all the time needing healing of course but also wanting to experience a spiritual blessing and so we bless them with the presence of Christ and the love of Christ and, and uh, yeah it's, it's exciting stuff it's, it's it's so exciting to see how God uses encounters to bring people to himself um, which is totally totally New Testament very much book of Acts you know God is the God of encounter and he shows up. Mm. So tremendous stuff. Absolutely awesome, mate. And, you know, this book, um, Quantum Glory, which is uh, what you, you teach on at these these seminars, um, it's gone all around the world, you know. Uh, it's really impacting people. What's the, what's the heart of the book? It has gone all around the world. It's, I, I estimate that it's sold over 50 or 60,000 copies, but I've completely lost track now. I'm not really trying to keep track either, but it does steadily sell. And uh, so the book's called um, Quantum Glory, The Science of Heaven Invading Earth. And it took me about five or six years to write the book because I knew nothing about quantum physics. But I started writing on it and I went down the rabbit hole. I really did. I mean, quantum physics is a mind-bending science that's uh, counterintuitive. There's lots of features of the quantum world that are just completely counterintuitive and quite, quite amazing, actually. And the New Ages. Um, love that stuff, and in fact, they've written lots of books on um, you know the, the convergence of science and spirituality. It hasn't been much written in uh, the Christian sphere on the convergence between science and spirituality. And I started studying quantum physics and realised, wow, this is actually gives a pretty powerful explanation of the actual working of miracles and how it is that Jesus could uh, do miracles because every miracle is a restructuring of the quantum world. Um, you know, if it's because it's a physical miracle, it's actually removing something physically, like a tumor or cancerous cells, or it's um, it's um, <clears throat> bringing something new, a mm. new body part, like a new eyeball. Jesus created new eyeballs, mm. and so it's it's the it's the physics of materialization and dematerialization. Anyway, I can't go into it all uh, on this interview because it would take too long to explain it mm. all. But um, anyway, I went down the rabbit hole and I ended up. The result of that journey was writing this book, and uh, it also gave me a platform to do seminars in these New Age festivals as well. So mm. that was uh, an exciting byproduct of, of that journey, and uh, it is one of those areas that holds great fascination to the New Age community. And I thought, hang on, you know, I, I'm a big believer in the supernatural. I've seen so much of the supernatural power of God, and I thought, you know, there's a book in this. So it all evolved, and I ended up writing the book, and um, it's gone all around the world, and it's kind of a one-of-a-kind book. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's available anywhere, really. Um, Kurong Books carry it as well. And, and uh, But, um, yeah, look, it's it's been a, a great journey, and uh, I'm glad that it's part of my story. Well, it's so cool to hear about a, uh, a pastor from Byron Bay written a book on quantum physics and healing that's gone around the world. So cool. Uh, the other book I'm really curious to know about is uh, the book about Bob Dylan. And, you know, I'm ah. a fan as well. I love that song, Serve Somebody, uh, Saved, yeah. you know, so many great songs. Of course, Slow Train Coming, the album, you know. Um, tell us a bit about how that all came about, this this new book. 
Well, I have been a long time Dylan fan and it was a major factor in me coming to the Lord. I mean, even apart from that resurrection, that's the thing that tipped me over the edge, that resurrection miracle. But prior to that, I was pretty deeply immersed into Dylan's music and something about his his life um, as a, um, a, a, you know, a Jew who, who's always been a, a God-fearer, always believed in God. And he sort of had a bit of a prophetic element to his life even before he came to Christ. I think that's what drew so many people to him. So I sort of had, I, I trusted the guy. I kept something about him. I trusted his integrity as a, as a truth seeker. And so uh, anyway, long story short, I came to Christ uh, in very much in part from, from you know, that, that uh, Dylan's own conversion and the impact that that had on me. But then I've tracked with him ever since. And, you know, there's this widespread myth that Dylan put out three albums and then fell away from the Lord. Not true at all. If you closely track his lyrics all the way through, right up to the present, he has had um, strong Christian content and strong Christian singing from a strong Christian worldview. Mm. But, um, of course, you know, some people have eyes but don't, don't see. But um, anyway, for those who've got eyes to see and ears to hear, it's quite evident that Dylan has stuck with the Lord. And the book um, you're talking about is called A Voice from on High. The, the prophetic oracles of Bob Dylan. Now, what I argue in the book, and I think it's a compelling argument, is that Dylan adopted that sort of uh, prophetic oracle uh, genre in about a couple of dozen of his songs. It's not a lot of his songs, but, but, but throughout the course of his life as a follower of Christ, he's adopted that prophetic oracle genre where he sings in the first person um, as the voice of God. And, uh, and so I trace that in my book through a whole series of songs and demonstrate not only is Dylan still uh, a lover of Jesus and a follower of Jesus, but he's actually a very deep thinker and has a, has a very strong prophetic anointing on his life to actually uh, speak oracles <clears throat> uh, from the voice of God. And so his listeners are listening to this. And I think subliminally it's getting inside of his fan base and affecting them and drawing them to the truth. So that's what the book's all about. It's actually a 700-page book. It's a big, big volume. And uh, and so that also took me years to write. But that one was more of a hobby. That was just something I really wanted to get off my chest because I thought it was a story that needs to be told. And uh, from a Christian pastor, a Christian author, uh, someone who loves Dylan, and, of course, that book's available on Amazon as well. And it's a pretty deep dive. I mean, it's not it's not the shallow end of the pool. It's, it's It goes in pretty deep into exploring... Uh, the inner thought world of Dylan and and that prophetic element that he brings out. Very cool, mate. Well, our time's almost up, but I do want to mention uh, that uh, I heard you preach a great message recently, uh, launching your new book, The Upgrade in the Upper Room, The Birthplace of Apostolic Community. Uh, You've also Mm -hmm. got a whole bunch of other books that are out. Your wife's got some books out as well. Uh, And if people want to find out more, the website is tribebyronbay.com, tribebyronbay.com. Uh, you're also on social media. Um, it is so cool to hear uh, a pastor in Byron Bay uh, reaching the world with all this uh, wonderful content. Uh, you've got a podcast as well. Encourage people to check it out. Tribe Byron Bay. Phil Mason, yep. it's been so good to he- hear your story today, mate. Thanks for joining us. Good on you, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.